Okay, everyone, welcome back to the podcast for Annoying Life with me, your host, Dina. As you can see, I am not solo this week, and I have been talking this one up. Not only the tahini chocolate chip queen causing my waistband to expand, well, you know, whatever, it's fine, it's all fine, but uber, uber excited because there is a reason why I want Nicole on this podcast. Nicole is a food blogger a recipe developer, a cookbook author, love that you are published, a former lawyer, oh my goodness, a boy mama, and I'm going to give you two more titles. I'm going to call you the fashionista because I am obsessed and Amazon is going to yell at me soon for overloading the cart. And I'm calling you a lifestyle coach. And we'll get into that a little bit. So ladies and gentlemen, it is Nicole, aka Kale Junkie, making all my cookie dreams come true and so much more. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for that introduction, Dina. It is so nice to be here with you. I just was thrilled to connect with you on Instagram. I love what you're doing and I just felt an instant connection. I was like, we're going to be friends. I knew it right away. (laughs) Well, I was just like, I am going to then pick her apart and say, hi, what is your skincare regime? Like, what are you doing? And I am also jealous that you live the Cali lifestyle. Like, love that for you. And um, we secretly here in New Jersey in the snow pretend with the bright lights going on in the studio, we are living the Cali lifestyle. (laughs) Well, you can come visit me anytime. If I tell my husband that, He's going to make me pack my bags tonight. So we're going to be a little careful with that one. (laughs) So a lot of you, I know the biggest collab just happened. Let's start there. Um, This is how Nicole and I connect, uh, collect, collected, connected. Here we go. Um, The tahini chocolate chip cookie. Now, Gonanas have had a cookie before and chocolate chip was my favorite. But you knocked it out of the park to where every time, because I'm a brand ambassador, every time I do my points, I'm literally reordering the tahini chocolate chip because I fear it's going to run out. How did this become such a dream turned goal? I mean, you're on a cookie mixed bag. What are your thoughts about this? Well, it's super exciting. Um, it's interesting. This The tahini chocolate chip cookie recipe Um, I created that back in 2018 before video content on Instagram and social channels was like a big thing. So it kind of went viral in photos, which like was like not a thing before. So my account really grew at that time. Everybody was making the tahini chocolate chip cookies. And here we are in 2024 and still like the most popular recipe on my blog. And in some ways it like boggles my mind because I'm like, oh my God, I have so many amazing recipes but everybody keeps coming back to this one. So, um, you know, and and it's a recipe that happened by accident that I was, you know, I forgot to like add the egg and the baking soda at the right time. And I was like, what if I do this? And I put, anyway, um, it turned out to be like the secret to making the perfectly like crunchy and soft cookie. So, um, when go nanas approached me and we're like, they were like, well, we can do this in a mixed form. I was like, no, you can't. They're like, oh yes, we can. I'm like, "Mm." (laughs) (laughs) Um, and it was so fun and it was really fun to bring a mix to people's homes because um you know let's face it we're all busy I'm all I mean even though my job is in food I'm a busy mom I don't have time always to make things from scratch it's nice to just be able to add one or two ingredients have something that the whole family will love and pretend that you're a gourmet chef for making them you know (laughs) 
It doesn't last in my house. I yeah. do not. I make it and it's gone. The kids love it. And I think for me, it's that I always, there's something I always look for. I look for the aftertaste. You know, like sometimes you'll have a cookie and it's gritty and you're like, meh, like it tasted great. But like, I love the finish. It's, it's still that sweet symphony playing in the back of my tongue. And I'm just like, oh, and then I go back for more and I'm like, what am I doing? What am I doing? Yeah, you better get them while you can because they're almost gone. Just so you know. I, I, I literally ordered two more yesterday. And I'm it, it, because I don't get a ch- the kids. They love them. I will do anything and anything for them to have like a healthy eat. And it's just something they're upset. Even the day after and two days after, it still has the softness, the crunch. It's just this happy medium. I don't know how you did it. Congratulations on your whoops Thank because you. now you have this big thing. <laughs> So outside of the, the Gonanas collab, who is Nicole? How would you describe Nicole pre-Instagram? We'll call it stardom because I don't care what you say. You are a superstar. And then I always, yes, because here's what I told my husband. My husband was like asking me about you. And I was like, girl, you go on Google and like it's like celebrity status, like red carpet, 19. No, like you could find out all your information, but it's like, I was so excited about that because the you are the people that I want to follow. You are the people I want to learn from because it, you built from something and now you're here. So how do you explain, and I know it's weird in third person, like who is Nicole and I always love this question, what is your favorite color and why? Oh, so many things to unpack here. <laughs> Okay, unpack, I might unpack. I might I might forget the color that the second part of that question. Um, you so it. you'll have to remind me later. But um, you know, I started my career as a lawyer. I um I grew up in a conservative Armenian household. My parents were immigrants and came to this country, and it was really important to my dad that his daughters, you know, either became a doctor or a lawyer. Like in our, our culture, like those two careers were like a um a symbol of success. Like their daughter has made it if one's a doctor or a lawyer. So I want, I'm the older daughter. I wanted to make my dad proud. So I went to law school. I did all the things I wasn't, um, I didn't love it, but I did it to make him proud. And at the same time, I was suffering from a really bad eating disorder that nobody knew about. So visibly on the outside, I was a successful attorney, I had a nice car, I had a nice apartment, I had all the things like from the outside and nobody could tell by looking at me physically that I was suffering, but I had bulimia and I had binge eating disorder um, that, that ended up spanning more than 15 years. So I'm practicing law, I'm miserable, but I had also at the same time, oddly, I had a passion for like health and wellness and fitness and all the things like, so I desperately wanted to heal and be one of these like, you know, um, fitness, wellness girlies, but I was so, um, I was knee deep in this eating disorder and I felt like, gosh, I would love to one day have a career outside of law, but all I had was this law degree, which is so valuable. But at the same time, I couldn't see a life outside of that. So, um, you know, one day, um, my husband, um, we got married. He had no idea that I had the eating disorder because everything looked normal. Um, we moved to the Bay area from Los Angeles. And one day he was watching TV in the living room and I was in the bedroom 
And he, and I had taken like a loaf of bread from the refrigerator into the bedroom. And I was like eating this like loaf of bread and reading magazines. And all of a sudden he opens the door and like this loaf of bread falls out like onto the floor. And he's like, what are you doing? Like he startled me. Um, and I was like, oh, I'm just like nothing and eating bread. And he like picked up like the magazine and he saw like the bread on the floor and he's like, Nicole, what's going on? And it was like a really, like, I kind of like joke and laugh about it now, but at the moment it was really emotional. Cause it was like the first time in my life that somebody that I loved so much saw me in such a vulnerable state, like hiding food and gorging on this, like not even yummy loaf of bread. Um, but that day, I, I tell you about that because that day was really symbolic of like, that was the start of my healing journey because I think a lot of times, you know, people suffer in silence or we hide these secrets, but once a secret's exposed, you no longer give power to it. Mm -hmm. So it was like, I almost felt like, oh, my secret that I'd been hiding for years is kind of, it's out in the open. Now my husband knows about it and he's so supportive and he's like, what can I do to help? And um, it just almost kind of removed that shame that I'd been high living with for so many years. So that was the start of the healing. Um, I was still practicing law. I decided to enroll in a yoga teacher training, um, where I would like sneak out of my law office and hope that the partners wouldn't see me sneak out. <laughs> Cause I really was like, I really wanted to heal myself, but I also really needed an income and a career. And, um, I started going to therapy a couple of days a week. I found a, a great therapist that was like walking distance from my office. So I would like go on my lunch break and I really started talking about it, like just being really open and like, you know, how people suffer from any kind of mental issue or like depression, anxiety, all of the things that I think are so taboo in society. I just didn't want it like shouldn't be. So I just wanted to normalize conversations around mental health, body image, eating disorders. And once I started kind of like, well, anyway, I back up. Um, you know, I started my Instagram account. I had around this time, I started my Instagram account as just like a hobby. It was like, I, um, wanted to, I had a personal page and I was like, I just want to post what I want to post. So I would spend, I was home on maternity leave with my first son and I was bored. He was, the baby was sleeping all the time and I was still healing my relationship with food. So I started experimenting in the kitchen, just kind of taking ingredients, um, more nutritious ingredients of the things that I would normally binge on. So like cupcakes, cakes, brownies, and making them with better ingredients. And I realized, oh my gosh, when I make things that for example, don't have a ton of refined sugar, any refined sugar at all. Wow. My body's not like, I don't have the urge to binge. So it was, I felt like I was kind of onto something. I'm like, Oh, this is like, not only it's helping me heal my relationship with food, but it's also like giving me this hobby, this, like the kitchen kind of became my therapy where it was once this like scary room in the house that was feeding my eating disorder, but now it's feeding my soul because I'm creating all these things that make me feel good and nourished. Um, and I was posting them and then I started showing my face and telling people that I was recovering from an eating disorder. And, 
um, you know, especially women and um, women with daughters, like women in their middle age, um, you know, men, people started reaching out and were like, I'm suffering with this too. And I admire you. And I didn't ever want that to be the case. It was really just, I wanted to inspire people that if I can uh, recover from 15 years of, you know, torturing, putting my body through all of this trauma. I mean, I lost my period for 15 years. Um, and if I can recover and heal my own relationship with food, I just wanted to inspire other people and let them know they could too. So, so we're adding survivor to your list as well. (laughs) That's the start. And then, you know, from there, it just, you know, at the time it was, it was a hobby and, you know, I think it organically grew. I was never one of those people who, you know, blew up on Instagram through like a viral reel or it was organic. I mean, I've had, I'm, you know, probably one of the OGs that have been around since, you know, eight, nine years where I've, I've devoted my time and my, you know, my love to this career and connecting with my community. And as it grew, um, I was able to quit my career in law, focus on this full time. And, you know, now my stuff is less about the eating disorder recovery. Cause for me, that's, it's, it's always a part of my story, but it's not relevant to my day-to-day life anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, So I always talk about it freely and openly, but, you know, now my content is mostly like food focused and sharing recipes, easy things for busy people that taste great and make you feel good. I think though it's, you know, I have like chills besides the, you know, sharing with the community. I I always say, and this is why I guess people are always like, please speak out, please share, because there is always someone in the outskirts, in the back who are afraid, like no one, you know, I would never think that of Nicole, like, look at her, you know, she's beautiful, she's healthy. And it's like, wait a second, like, if she can do this, I can do this. And it's almost like you set up such success for people. And when you were saying how the kitchen became your therapy, which probably people with eating disorders would be very fearful of because there's this fear, like, you know, like an alcoholic would be afraid to go to a bar because there's that fallback. But you've then created healthy food and healthy eats, this healthy relationship, if you will, with the food and how to create things, which I feel like we are so struggling in this country today because we want quick, we want easy, we don't want to do the things we do. And you're saying, well, I can, I can change that for you. I can show you how to make this creation, how to better yourself, better your health, And I feel like you need so much more praise and so many more claps because, you know, what you shared alone is not easy. That's probably the hardest thing in your world. And even though I know you might feel that it was not a good place to be, it gave you that second rebirth. You know, it said, hey, Nicole, this is who you're supposed to be. This is supposed to be what you're doing. Sure, you're, you were probably fabulous at being an, uh, an attorney. And I'm sure so many people were like, no, come back, stay. You're so good at your job. But it was the universe saying, nope, this is, we're going to regrant you your life. We're going to make you look like you still look 20 years old because you do right now. And we're going to give you the opportunity that you so much deserve. And 
again, I can't thank you enough when people share things like this. I I truly like I want to hug you through my phone. That's number one. But I thank you because you right now and you don't even realize it, you're saving another life. Like for someone who's like, nope, I don't want to do this. I don't want this life. This is the life I choose. I can't get better. Like, no, you are living proof that you can get better and so much better to that. Thank you so much. I mean, I think that's the, you know, even on days when I have my hard days too with like with work or whatever it is. I mean, we all have like our tough days. I mean, I always come back to my why, which is really to like I always tell aspiring creators, you always have to have your why and your purpose behind every single thing that you do because there are good days, but they're like when you're building your business. But there are a lot of tough days too that people don't see behind the scenes. And I think for me, getting me through the hard days is really coming back to my purpose, which is really to inspire other people, to be a resource, um, to be of service to other people. And I always, um, you know, obviously I'm not a trained therapist. I'm not the one that's going to give people the tools. I can just share my experience and provide, you know, be a role model of hope and to, you know, be somebody to talk to and to, to know that like, I've, I've been there, I've been in your shoes and there's nothing shameful about it. And I think the more that we talk about it, the, the better we are as a society. All right. So life coach, it is, we're putting it on your resume. (laughs) (laughs) No, actually, no. (laughs) Well, not, okay. So I totally, because a couple of people have mentioned, you know, like the life coach thing. And then they're like, well, just like in a fashion aspect. I'm like, okay, so just be careful because you can open up a whole, you know, a whole new thing with that one. So now here's the other thing. And I totally want you to toot your horn. We're going to get back to the color thing. I didn't forget that, but we're on a roll with this. You are a published author. You have now taken your love of food, your creation of food, and you have a cookbook. I am so envious of you. Like I'm pushing my husband. I like write a cookbook, make a cookbook. How was this? Was this a goal of yours or did, is this another whoops happened on accident? And why is this so much like a baby of yours? What does it mean to you? Yeah. So the cookbook, um, came out about a year and a half ago. And I feels like yesterday because it is when I started the cookbook, process. It was a goal of mine. I always wanted to not only, um, you know, I wanted to share my recipes with the world and the things that I was eating as I was recovering and also create new things um, for people. But um, the reason why it's my baby is because it's not, I think, unlike other um, people in the food world that will publish a book with 75 or 100 recipes. Um, My book is part memoir. So it is part of my story in detail. Um, but not only that, it's, it's, um, tips for intuitive eating, how I healed my relationship with food. It has a lot of tips for healthy living. There's a lot of other things that you're going to get from the cookbook besides the 75 recipes. So I would say it's three quarter recipes, one quarter, like tips for living a balanced lifestyle. And, you know, it, it really models how I eat these days, which is intuitive eating really no foods are off limits. We need to stop like calling foods good and bad and labeling them as clean or dirty or, you know, all of, you know, all of the things because it gives food, it just kind of assigns moral value to food. And, um, you know, food is just food. There's a place for everything. And I, I really believe that if we, you know, if we, um, honor our cravings, eat, 
balanced, nutritious foods most of the time, hey, you can still have, if you want to go have a, a memory with your grandma and grandpa and go to the, to the bakery and get a real chocolate chip cookie, there's a place for that too. We don't have to like, it's not all or nothing. So, yeah. So I already told him it's on the wish list. We have to get this cookbook. It is definitely a must have. Um, love to eat 75 easy crave worthy recipes for healthy and intuitive eating. Yes. Thanks. I love that. <laughs> Sign copy. We're besties now. <laughs> stop. 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 Like that. <laughs> it's so funny. Like I, you know, I, I was telling my husband, I'm going to be very honest here with you. I was so nervous before we're doing this podcast and he's like she's a real person I'm like I know I'm like but you don't understand when I get nervous it's a good thing because I found in the amount of weeks that I've been following you true engagement um like stuck and I and very relatable there's not many influencers out there today that I can relate to and I was like okay mom check awesome being real like wow we're we're working out and we're having a rough day or just when you share like your tips how like a blanket is your comfort tool and all these things I'm like oh my god like thank you yeah. just thank you for being you and sharing that because I feel like that's why you are where you're at in this industry in this game in this crazy social media world because you present this relatability and I thank you for that like thank you totally vibing here <laughs> Thank you. I, honestly, I don't know how to be um, any anyone else other than me. And I and you're not the first person that said that. And I'm like, I don't like I don't I'm like, I'm just me. I just show up, um, you know, the good days and the bad days um, sharing my life. And, you know, sometimes there are trolls that somehow still pick yeah. me apart. No matter, It's like you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. Right. But at the end of the day, I, you know, I show up for the audience that is the 99.9% .9 of people that follow me are positive. They, you know, are there. And I try to drown out the noise and share my life, my boys. I'm a mom. I have a seven-year-old and nine-year-old. I'm going through the same, you know, hard times. I would say there's beautiful times, of course, with our kids. But right. my boys are boys. They fight like all the normal things that all the moms go through, right? I go through too. I'm just just like everybody else. I just happen to have people that follow me um, for my recipes, and hopefully they, you know, like me and want to connect with me and all the things. Um, so I'm I'm just I'm just like everybody else. You're real, and I and I think we all love that. Now I'm gonna throw you a curveball here. Okay, if you had a pick one savory dish and one sweet and that's all you can eat for the rest of your life what is it gonna be oh gosh <laughs> uh well are you at one of my recipes or just in general um you pick in general yeah you, okay. i mean we love your recipes but you pick <laughs> I would say, well we'll talk about okay so just in general i'm i'm obsessed with sushi so like okay. some really amazing sushi would be like my like my last meal on earth would be like the most amazing sushi ever. Um, and then sweet, like a decadent chocolate, flourless chocolate cake with a molten center, like where the chocolate pours out and ice cream mm -hmm. on top, vanilla ice cream. That's wow. it. That's all. Are you making homemade ice cream? Are you making it homemade? No, 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 we okay. don't do that. 
You're just- <laughs> I tried it once and it wasn't bad, but it was just overly sweet. I might have messed it up. Probably. I I might have. Yeah, I probably did mess it up. But um, we'll stick to just buying it from the local creamery or something like that. <laughs> so outside of food, I see that everyone is loving your fashion. My like I'm calling you comfy casual chic but it's like if free people had a model it would be you like you're just taking all these clothes and I admit I'm trying to do this like at work like I wear um do you know the company Little Bipsy oh yeah okay so I have like all the joggers because it's like that butter soft just bamboo-esque feel so I will wear those to work but then I dress it up like I try to make it look work but I'm like, how do you do what you do? Like you're taking these outfits and you're just making them look so comfy, but they're so like chic. What is your styling tips for the world? <laughs> oh my, thank you. Well, you know, it's it's funny. So obviously, you know, food is my primary thing, but you know, I have interests outside of food. Like I love fashion, I love fitness, all the things. So it was one of my goals um, towards the end of last year where I was like, you know what, I'm going to, you know, start sharing things other than food that I really love. Um, And I started with like the fashion and, you know, my style, I would say is a mix between like, I, I like nice things. I invest in quality pieces that I'm going to have year after year that I can have for the next 10 years in my wardrobe and, you know, so I'll, my philosophy is buy few, buy good. So I'll have a couple nice things, but then I balance it out with more affordable pieces that I can kind of mix and match. So that way, like, or things that like, I don't want to spend a lot of money on because I know I'm going to wear it like a couple times. And it's like, you know, more of a trendy piece. So I'll invest in classics and, um, you know, and the same thing with like athleisure and like comfy things around the house. I like, I like variety. So I, I do, I, I shop so much on Amazon. I know it's like, you know, my husband's like, if one more Amazon box <laughs> arrives today, he's like, I don't know what I'm going to do with you. I'm like, you know, I'm like, here it is. You just have to say it's, you didn't order it. It's, it's like people like PR packages. You're Amazon, not, you're not ordering it. I'm on Amazon's PR list. That would be the dream. Yeah. Um, do they actually do that stuff? I think they do for like some people. I'm not one okay. of the special few, but that's okay. Happy to oh. support the cause. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Amazon, if you're listening. <laughs> I know, I know. Pick me. Um, but yeah, I love right. like, you know, it's fun to just mix and match pieces. And yeah, Amazon, I love. And other like smaller brands, of course, I, I shop at too. But to be honest, I really like things where, you know, if I'm online shopping that are easy for me to like try on, and if it doesn't fit, send it back. Um, and kind of Amazon does that for me. So <laughs> I agree. I found some pieces and I feel like it's the virtual try on, if you will, because like you, I have two kids. I can't go into a store and try things on. I also, I don't know, maybe it's just as I get older, I don't want to go to the store. Exactly. I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I feel like their mirrors are lying. Like, nope, that's not me. That's not Ooh. me. Totally. <laughs> the lighting's not good. Yeah. <laughs> and I always look like a bum when I go. And I'm like, what did I – I don't want to come to the mall looking like, you know, you need to – oh, I should have wore the leggings because the shoes are going to – like, I no. 
No, exactly. Or they don't have a good return policy and you're stuck with yeah. it. And I'm like, oh man. So I, um, I just have fun. Like every week I kind of like source different things and I'm like, I order things and I try them on. I'm like, okay, this is really cute. I'm going to wear this. So I'm going to share this with my community and hope they love it too. And um, it's just been a really fun way to like do things other than like food all the time. Like food will always be my bread and butter. And I, my goal, I would love to start like integrating fashion stuff and um, wellness and fitness stuff onto my feed. But like, it's Mm -hmm. like, I'm kind of scared. <laughs> what if you did, like, let's say you're, tomorrow you're making like a date night meal and you incorporate the look for date night. So you can yeah. have like the the fit and the food for the night. That's, a, look at you. Yeah. Well, you should be my brand director. <laughs> I'm here because then my husband like, we're moving. We're going to California. Let's go. Whether we're in a box or not, we're going. <laughs> I love it. I just feel like because then what makes it more enticing is you're presenting not only an opportunity to stay home and save money because you're you're cooking from home, but like, ooh, you know what? That striped sweater I have in my closet looks very similar to Nicole's. Oh, with a jean and a belt. Yes. Date night. Let's do this. Like, love that. Oh my gosh. Love I love it. I'm going to do that. And you're going to come Food back and fit. to fit. You have to tell me how I do. Food okay. Or like that's, fit and food. We gotta, you gotta come up with like a, you know, something fashion fit. Okay, food, but I know you'll do it. You'll do great. I love this. This is great. <laughs> I'm excited because I think about this all the time. Like when I have guests. So on March 2nd, we're celebrating four birthdays. It's a lot. Like, wow. And I always last minute get ready. And not that I have to be decked out for family. Yeah. But after cooking and pre- like preparing, you're kind of like, and and you don't put yourself together and then you look at the pictures later and you're like woof like what was I thinking <laughs> and, and then I'm like where where's the app that changes the outfit you know like we could fix our face but how do you fix your outfit so like you know like birthday party like food and then birthday party looks it'll be I so cute it. this yeah. is fun I love this idea so fun <laughs> I, I'm like I, okay I'm so excited because I'm like I want to see this I want to see this it's you're gonna be my new Pinterest like I go in the morning for Pinterest you're gonna be my new Pinterest you're gonna be the judge to rate the outfits and the and the food so you now okay. have a new role to make all the recipes all right. and rate my outfit Ooh, so like if it's a spicy wine di- like spicy wine night like you're gonna have a, like a caliente outfit you know <laughs> exactly <laughs> And then like you, you scan to your feet and you're still in slippers. And it's like, I'm at home though. We're fine. <laughs> I love this. Oh my God. Oh my God. I love, I'm so excited. I'll do some fun commentary too. I'll do the, um, and tonight Nicole is wearing a red slip dress for her wine dinner. <laughs> and then everybody's like, all right, stop talking. Just stop talking. I know, but my husband's going to need to be in it. Like he's going to probably like, but he doesn't want, yes. he never wants to be, I know, but he doesn't ever want to be on social media. So it's like, that's like the, I'm like, how can I have date night at home and show people my date night outfit if you're not even in the video? What if you just, he does kind of like, you don't include his face, but yeah. like, you know how, you know how when you're switching sometimes and like you're mixing bowls and you just get kind of like this kind of shot. He could yeah, be in or- there like clinking the glasses of wine. He could do a twirl of you and the back of him could be twirling you to do the fit check. And then, you know, like 
he could um, like he can give you the plate of food and you know as you're eating your pasta and it's like that is so fun i know could be it could be your own little new show now (laughs) oh i love it i'm very excited it'll be okay i gotta call it something yeah yeah he's gotta be i make my husband do podcasts sometimes he's got at least once he's got to do that for you just one exactly just once tell him if he does it once you will delete one item from your amazon cart oh that's a good one that's a good that's a good one but it has to be under twenty dollars exactly <laughs> oh my god i'm so excited um so like i have like two more questions for you i don't want to take up all your time if you are going to be the voice of reason now for anyone starting the social media world whether it's food fat uh fitness fashion or they're in knee deep what would be your life because we've had life lessons through this right what would be your must-haves or I had this happen to me maybe go in this type of direction Mm -hmm. um well people reach out to me asking for advice on mostly like growing their social media and growing their following and all of that so my two things would be to one is really like focus on your what it is you want to share, like your niche, like whether that's food, fashion, focus, whatever it is. I feel like if you're too broad and you're sharing like a little bit of like everything in the beginning, I think it's really hard to grow. I think people need to know what, if they're coming to your page, they're coming for something specific. Now, I think once you've grown, like, so my accounts now to the point where I feel like I have an established following, they know that I'm there for food. I can start weaving things in. Other than that, I might lose a few people here and there, but it's not as like detrimental, I would say, to like my growth as if I was starting out. So find, get clear on what it is that you want to share and start sharing it. Number two, um, consistency is key, which is, you know, posting daily or at least every other day. Um and showing up and continuing to show up even on the bad days when your post tanks or doesn't do as well as you hoped or you put your you know heart into creating a piece of content and it just falls flat which happens to me a lot too like i look at sometimes i look at my analytics and i'm like oh my god i love that video and i was so proud of it and i'm like oh i thought everybody would love it and like two people viewed it and i'm like what the heck i mean it's really easy to get really down and be like, oh my God, yeah. I'm, I, I, I quit. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> but the secret sauce is really like it is in the consistency and picking yourself up um, on the hard days. Um, and number three, be willing to adapt. Like, you know, technology is always changing. When I started, it was photography. I invested in food photography courses because, you know, obviously I was practicing law. I had no idea what I was doing Um, and I, by the time I felt like I was okay, I'm like, I'm good at food photography. Now video came onto the scene and everybody's doing videos. I'm like, okay. So it's an, it's a choice that you make where either you're like, okay, I'm going to like throw in the towel. I'm going to either refuse to adapt. I'm going to continue posting photos. I'm going to, or you're going to adapt and learn a new skill and try and fail and get better as you go. And that's the key. Who knows what, what, um, you know, the future is, but you just have to keep adapting and just be willing to adapt and try and fail and keep going. So, and also don't look at people that blow up overnight as your source of inspo. Look at people that are 
have been in this space a long time that are looking that have built longevity and built community and um you know are in it for the right reasons and, and you all and like always stay in it for the right reasons and remember your why i love that stay in it there's a reason why yeah. you started yeah. yeah i love that see life coach life coach of how to build your social media there where we're going to be specific here do not email asking for marriage advice because remember amazon is number one exactly <laughs> always all right so my last question for you and we save the best for last what is your favorite color and why oh my gosh i know i feel like i'm gonna disappoint people but no 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 this is this is about you and if they don't like it like listen there are a plethora of colors in the world and some of us can't even see colors so they should calm down people calm down (laughs) i love black i mean because i wear like black is just my favorite like for fashion, all of the things. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love having, like, I just feel like it's classy, it's chic. It always, like, is it's always in style. That said, um, let's see. I mean, I've been told I look good in, like, brighter colors, but I'm just going to say black. I know. I feel like it, that's, like, so dark, but I'm not a dark person. I just like wearing black. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm here for it. I agree. I feel like no matter what, if it's a black sweatshirt or black leggings or I don't know, like black jeans, I I feel chic in it. I just feel more, I don't know, even though I have light blue on right now, let's not talk about that. Um, But and then you put like, I I like red lipstick. I'll put a pop of red on and I'm like, oh, okay. Who's Taylor Swift? What? Exactly. But you know what? Every season I will say I will try to like incorporate a couple like pops of color into my wardrobe mm-hmm. just to change things up and feel like I'm not like going to a funeral every day. Right. Um, but, but spring is here. It's around the corner. So I'll probably be doing some like periwinkle blue sort of like what you're wearing or like, right. um, you know, some like mauve is a really pretty color. I love that. So that could be like sprinkling that in here and there. So basics are black sprinkling in a little bit of seasonal colors I like that I let the jewelry or my shoes do the color sometimes just because um yeah my mom yelled you need more color I'm like all right mom calm down jeez I'm good I'm good yeah (laughs) oh my goodness I am I am so excited I I wasn't too nervous we made it we did this I truly truly want to thank you so much for joining me on the podcast there are so many places to find you. What would you say like the main areas you want people to visit so they can truly continue to engage, follow, and love all the things you do, as do I? Thank you. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. It was a true honor to be here um, talking to you. And to everyone else, um, you know, you can find me mostly on Instagram because I feel like that's where I um you know, show up the most and I connect with people on stories the most on Instagram. So it's at kale junkie. Um, there's not too much kale. There's, um, I started the name kale junkie years ago. I never changed it cause it's just who I am now. Um, but at kale junkie on Instagram, I'm on all the platforms, YouTube and TikTok, um, and threads all under kale junkie. And if you want recipes that you can download and print all the recipe cards, my website, kalejunkie.com. You can find all the goods there. I love it. I love it. And I love that you said there's not a lot of kale on there. <laughs> yeah, there's not. I mean, I've got a few signature kale recipes, but, you know, let's be real. We eat other than kale. <laughs> <laughs> 
or not cows but i don't think cows eat kale so exactly. never mind exactly. yeah clearly hair had a blonde moment there rabbits eat kale i don't know anyways no probably not <laughs> oh my god nicole thank you so much again and everyone there are a few things i need to do before we head off i need you to head on over to the instagram it's kale junkie at kale junkie i need you to head on over to the blog check out the amazon because you gotta get the book you gotta get the cookbook i'm gonna put everything in the show notes you know what we do here make sure you subscribe like follow never miss a beat hit me up on the instagram it's thequeenbuzz.com thequeenbuzz.com and yeah Let's talk more next Thursday. Thank you so much, Nicole.